Are you a sexy, indulgent musician suffering from consistent long hours, crippling self-doubt, and constant disappointment? Well, do we have a show for you. Welcome to Sex, Drugs, and Disappointment, a bi-weekly deep dive into what it takes to be a healthy and successful musician in the modern industry. My name is Melody Kaiser. And I'm Dustin Williams. And we are both full-time musicians and creative entrepreneurs. And today, we are bidding farewell to 2023 and celebrating the arrival of 2024. Yes. Hello, goodbye. Happy New Year, everybody. Hello, yes. acquaintance, be <laughs> forgot. <laughs> I'm ready for it. I had to, I had to give my little loser song there. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a loser song. It's like the song. It is the like song. The one, but... yeah. <laughs> well, Dustin, yep. I'm super excited to enter 2024 with you. Likewise. And I think it's going to be a great year. I really do. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Me too. I think we all are. <laughs> it's been a long year. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, they, it, it feels like the last three have been yep. pretty rough. I'm not going to yeah, lie. For sure. I mean, um, 2020 just kicked off one hell of a decade. <laughs> one hell for of a sure. decade. Yeah. But yep. I mean, on the upside, I think it's pretty normal. You know, three years after such a catastrophe is to be expected. Yeah. It just sucks to live them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's For like, sure. you know, you hear about the Great Depression. You're like, ah, oh, 1929, the stock market crashed. 1938, I think it was, World War II began. You're mm. like, oh, that was no time. But living those years, I'm sure it was completely different. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. yeah. Seems like the blink yep. of an eye, but mm-hmm. not really. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, well, I'm excited to do this episode with you and um kick off the new year as you said um today is a very unique uh three-part show that we have planned so um we're gonna start with some thought-provoking 2023 music trivia um and then we're going to reflect on our personal experiences as musicians over the past year and um, then we're going to discuss how we plan to achieve our goals in the new year and hopefully uh, we can also, you know, as we do this, give the listeners some advice on how to achieve their own or at the very least, uh, you know, how we plan to achieve ours. And, and maybe um, maybe we'll spark some ideas for you guys, for you listeners. Yeah, I think so. I think that we have some pretty good goals. And I think most people probably have the same ones, at least musicians. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, we're yeah. kind of all in the same boat. Yeah. So anybody that's listened to the show for longer than a few episodes knows that the trivia was my idea. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We could technically call this trivia part two because it's going to be me asking the questions Mm -hmm. and Dustin answering. Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to. I'm telling you right now, I'm not going to do well with this one. (laughs) Honestly, I would just think overarching themes because Mm -hmm. looking at most of these... I don't know a lot of them, okay. but um, <laughs> some of them, if you really think of, like, don't overthink them. 
some of them are kind of obvious if you just, you know, just think about 2023. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Who's the big people, you know, that kind of thing. So first question, Mm -hmm. right? This one is one of the ones don't overthink it. Okay. Who won the Grammy for album of the year in 2023? For album of the year. Um, wouldn't happen to have been Taylor Swift. Bum, bum, bang. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. See, don't overthink it. You got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, yep, you got it. So this one is actually a person. I'll give you a hint. Mm-hmm. We talked about in the last episode. Okay. Yeah. Um, she received the Nobel Peace Prize this year in literature for her songwriting contributions in 2023. And I'll give you a bigger hint. Okay. Because I think I know who it was with. It was with Brandy Carlisle. Okay. Um, to be honest, I'm, I'm still, uh, okay. I'm not sure I'm going to get that. <laughs> okay. So I'll give you, let's, this is going to be fun. Let me just try to give you hints. This will okay. be fun. Yep. Think woman, mm-hmm. jazz album, mm-hmm. Jocko. Oh, um, uh, Joni Mitchell. Yeah. <laughs> Why is the victory song or, or melody uh, the the, the doom? Yeah, the one yeah, that I happens when the bad guy enters. <laughs> I just I love the diminished triad. Because <laughs> <laughs> I love diminished chords. I mean, who doesn't? I grew yeah. up on Scooby Doo, so diminished augmented. It's the same thing to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gives Every you time that. somebody enters the room, I'm like, bum, bum. you know how it goes yeah 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 for sure um i'm not gonna lie i honestly don't know a ton of the people that are on the 2023 thing i'm Mm. almost like embarrassed um it really makes me feel like i need to uh you know get my crap together so okay here's a really good one okay so what artist Mm-hmm. Had the most stream song on Spotify in twenty twenty three. Most streamed song. Yep. Was it also Taylor Swift? No, but <laughs> okay. kind of the same genre. Pop. Yeah. Um, but I, I will give you a hint. It's okay. not. It's pop that's been around for years. Like this artist has been around for a while. It's not like a twenty twenty three one hit wonder kind of thing. Okay. How long is a while? Um, hmm. I would say in the last five to 10 years, they've been an international hit and they're not from America. They're not from America. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, Harry Styles. Oh, you're close. Really? Think if we're going to go with a Harry theme. Think if <laughs> Prince Harry was less traditionally good looking. Okay. <laughs> he would be Ed Sheeran. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Ed. <laughs> oh man. Okay. I said traditionally. I think Ed Sheeran's cute, but you you know. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. Some people, 
have made fun of his uh, appearance yeah, for sure. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm I think not he's saying a fine that I gentleman. Think that. Right. I'm just saying, you know, it's a thing. <laughs> okay. This is I didn't know this. So but these questions are a lot more normal. Um, name the artist who performed the halftime show at the twenty twenty three Super Bowl. Oh man. I know you're a big football fan. Yep, you know me. Um God, and I, I really should know this. I feel dumb for, for it well, not just immediately no. jumping out. Um, I will also give you a hint. Uh-huh. Um, so many people think she's the greatest artist. It's a she. Mm-hmm. Think that she's the greatest artist that's ever lived. The greatest artist that's ever lived? Yeah. Like, there's a huge cult-ish following I mean, for her. Beyonce? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so it was Beyonce. Okay. So... Not to like get into like hard takes. Uh huh. What is your opinion musically of the Beyonce obsession? Um, I don't really have a super strong opinion on it. Um, mm-hmm. because like in in truth, my my feeling is that her music isn't necessarily like written for me. Right. You know, like I'm not the target demographic. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a straight white dude (laughs) who grew up in suburbia. Like, I don't think I'm like the main person she's trying to empower. Um, and that's fine because a lot of people in my category have plenty of power that really shouldn't have it. So (laughs) Um. I guess my question was more like, I'm not asking like, cause I know everybody has kind of a hot take. I'm just saying like people that listen to this podcast, they know and respect you is like, you know, well, <laughs> super musical. I mean, it's true. Maybe, you know, maybe super so. musically know. fluent and that kind of stuff. So I'm just okay. wondering, because in my perspective, right, mm-hmm. Beyonce's sound has changed as most pop stars sounds do. Sure. Um, I, it, so I'll give my perspective first. Okay. I feel like pop music, um, and I hate to say pop because pop just means popular, but you know what I'm saying? Like, the pop, pop genre in the yeah. most commercial form. Uh-huh. I feel like it really has gotten less musically intense. And I, I don't necessarily mean that like overarching because it's never been musically intense. Yeah, yeah. You know, but um, I, I guess what I'm kind of saying is I feel like for me, the last Beyonce album was weaker than the previous like the That's most kind of recent my one yeah. is weaker than the previous. Okay. I thought so. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I can't say I listened to either album all the way through. Like I've definitely mm-hmm. heard tracks from them. Would yeah. I be able to give you a name of any of them right now? No, probably not. But yeah, it's not the music I, I am generally, you know, putting on when I'm driving around sure. or something. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think in some ways that's the case, but I don't know. At the same time, it's like, I guess it depends on what you mean by musically intense because like, yeah, if you were to compare it to like eighties pop, like Prince or Michael Jackson, well, yeah. um, you know, there's, first of all, there's just more live instrumentation. Um, mm-hmm. and there's more like layers to those tracks. I mean, modern pop still has a lot of layers, but it tends to be like right. synth and vocal heavy, um, mm-hmm. which is great. I mean, it, again, it's just a product of its time and you know, that'll continue to shift, um, throughout the the ages but um yeah i mean in that way maybe um but at the same time like you know i mean there's some 
Harry Styles tunes, as I mentioned him earlier, that have like killer bass lines that right. are like actually kind of difficult and right. um, you know, require some technical proficiency. There's um I mean the some of the stuff off that Lizzo record that came out I don't, yeah. I don't think it was this year, maybe the, no, in 2022. Last year, I yeah, think. That's what it, yeah, I think it was 22. Yeah, it um, seems like it. But I mean, yeah. I remember when it came out, it didn't right. feel like it was super recent. Yeah. Um, but like, there was some really cool stuff on there, too. I mean, even, even the older Bruno Mars records um, from a couple years ago, or Silk Sonic from a few years ago. Like, oh my gosh, Silk that, Sonic were killer. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They if you haven't the listened game to that. Mm-hmm. If you haven't listened to that, um, dear listener, please do yourself a favor and listen to the Silk Sonic album. Yeah. And I guess um, for me, like wh- where I was kind of going with that, because now mm-hmm. I, I don't want to backtrack because I, I do think I was on the right track. But I think a lot of it when we're talking pop artists mm-hmm. depends on who's producing. Yeah. And there are yeah. so many different styles of production. And when I mm-hmm. said kind of like not as complex or however I worded that a minute ago, kind of watered down. Mm-hmm. I more so mean like the production style. Yeah. Cause like, I really love like, um, uh, who's the guy from fun and the bleachers. Oh God. We've talked about him before. Jack too, Antonoff. Uh, Jack Antonoff. Yeah. yeah. Like his production style of modern pop. Mm-hmm. I really like Harry mm-hmm. Styles, the same Lizzo to me. She's really trying to capture that seventies funk thing mm-hmm. with a pop Definitely. twist yeah but that's more to me that's more the production style because yeah i don't know beyonce's process but i'm sure she's not as heavily involved in the production mm-hmm. as um you know some of these other artists are right it, and i i don't know that for sure but i'm just assuming because she's beyonce right she yeah probably it's hard to just say hires but, yeah. somebody and you know, she comes in and does her track. I mean, she probably has final approval, but she's oh, not oh, as it, sure. she's not as involved as say like Jack Antonoff would be or something like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think yeah. To that point, I think like maybe in her case, and again, I I also don't know, so we uh, we could be off base here. But I yeah, think in the case totally. of somebody like like Beyonce or even Taylor Swift, it's like you know um, maybe they might come to the studio with an idea. Um, and then they work with a composer, arranger, songwriter to really flesh it out. Or, you know, I mean, there's songwriting circles where people just pitch songs and then, you know, these artists are, you know, given the song by their team and then they listen and they decide if they want to be a part of it. And then, you know, maybe they get involved in the composing side or maybe not really. And it's just like, okay, give me the chords and the beat and I'll work on the melody and the lyrics and I'll get back to you kind of thing. Right. you know, there's so many different ways that it happens, but I, I would bet you're probably on the right track with, with her specifically, um, just based off of the production style that we're hearing too, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so here's a good question. Okay. We're going to kind of the next thing. Yeah. But I actually really like her music. Uh huh. Not that it's like super, to me, it's not like genre wise groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. But the fact that as a teacher, and I know that you're a teacher and, you know, so many people really have learned about the rock genre from her. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a woman. Yep. So who released the album, the Grammy award winning album, Sour, in 2023? Um, 
And I note like I said I'm, she introduced people to rock, but I would yeah. still say she's pop. It's pop rock. Is it Olivia Rodriguez? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, And And, you know, I really appreciate what she's doing. Like, yeah, her songs sure. at least have, like, real instruments and stuff. Which yeah. I'm not, like, anti-electronic music. I'm just saying, like... No, no, not at all. It is cool to kind of keep that going. Yeah, for sure. As a and, person that plays instruments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and she, I think she is you know, part of that group of artists that is kind of sparking that interest in playing instruments again. Cause there was like a while where new guitar sales were really falling off. Yeah, um, for sure. You know, and people in favor of like, um, uh, like beat, um, oh my God, what's the word? Samplers, sample pads. God, there it is. Like beat um, makers, that kind of. Beat makers, sample pads, yeah, MIDI yeah. keyboards, like, you yeah. know, that stuff's shot up. And and there's nothing wrong with that. Again, like electronic music is freaking awesome and is just its own thing, right? But um, I think sales of real instruments, uh, maybe that's one thing good that came out of the pandemic because like people mm-hmm. were like, oh, I have time to actually learn an instrument now. Um and I think like seeing people on like TikTok and stuff who are posting, you know, their their songwriting creations, even people just doing like simple three chord songs and then doing more electronic production on top of that, it's kind of sparked this interest in like, oh, like that's that's a thing I can do as well, you know. Sure. And so. I mean, I know tons of people that create tons of music doing that. Yeah. Yeah, you for know? sure. Same. Yeah, I think it's awesome. So here is one, I wouldn't have known this, but I, I, I think you may. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've heard of them, but I wouldn't have guessed this. What K-pop group achieved global success with their album Celestial Harmony in 2023? I don't know what, no idea why you think I would know that, but <laughs> well, they, they're a, a big deal. Guess. Is why they were like huge this year. Is why um, I think that. Is it? Uh, B2K? Is that how, was that, what is it? B2K? It's BTS. BTS. I don't know why I said B2K. What is B2K? The fact that you even knew what that was, was good to me. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, they're they're very just like pop to me. Oh yeah. They sound like American pop. Like, you know, even though they're K-pop, like a lot of K-pop to me is like super fast and like high pitched voices. They're Mm -hmm. not that at all. They're like an Americanized version of K-pop. I yeah. Think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's in one way what helped them grow in popularity because they are a lot more familiar in that way. Yeah. To American listeners. For um, sure. And the production style kind of has that vibe too. You know. All right. You ready? Uh huh. All right. Name the iconic rock band that announced a reunion tour. In 2023. A reunion tour. Um, mm-hmm. I think that, I think they're your favorite. What? I think that they're your favorite band. Um, ever. I, I mean. Oh, <laughs> oh, wait, kiss. <laughs> <laughs> I think that they are t- currently touring, so you're not wrong. But no, it's not Kiss. This isn't okay. this isn't the one I'm thinking about. But you're not technically wrong. Um, the I'll other one. Not be technically wrong. The other one. Oh, I'm gonna feel dumb when I hear the answer um, if I don't get it. I, that's the Egyptian. <laughs> I was trying to do like a. 
<laughs> for those of you not watching, not seeing what is happening right now, uh, Melody just did a very interesting interpretive dance that definitely looked um, like Walk Like an Egyptian, and I know that's not the it band. It was you're not talking supposed about. to be the Bagels. No, <laughs> I was trying to like. Oh, no, that little like Stevie Nicks. God dang it. Um, I, the yeah, lead I singer had a song written about them from another pop band. And was said to have moves. Oh, Rolling Stones. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, your favorite band ever, right? <sighs> I mean, I they're they're fine. They just yeah, they're not Whatever. my thing. It's but fine. I don't I don't hate them. I, I also mean, like we all know that you hate them. Anybody yeah, that's listened to this oh, show so much, I hate them. No, I really oh. don't. And I've even said before that I hate Kiss, and like I'd like to amend that <laughs> with this new year uh, coming up that. I am not a huge fan, but I respect what they've done from a business perspective and from the perspective of inspiring musicians to play because you in particular have, have some early inspiration from them and some other friends of mine who are very talented musicians, uh, grew up really, uh, influenced by kiss. So I have to give them that, um, you know, Gene Simmons sometimes wears me down a little bit, but at the same time, you know, he, you love him. That's what he's doing. doing his thing. He's very successful. He's not the worst bass player ever. I mean, okay. On that note, <laughs> what classic rock band announced their farewell tour part 24 or so? In so, 2023. Is that Kiss? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ding, right, right. Ding, ding. Yeah. They'll oh, do and, anything to make some money, man. Oh, man. They're doing that really interesting thing, though, where they're like, they're basically going to be a metaverse band. Uh, did you see that interview? I mean, is that surprising to you? No, <laughs> but it's just like, of course, they're the ones that are oh, going to be course. like the first ones to do it. But I mean, yeah, they're iconic. I mean, they have the costumes, they have the looks, they have the like, quote unquote rock and roll thing you know i mean okay so for those of you <clears throat> that just listened to the podcast my second favorite obsession to music is scooby-doo and uh -huh, there true. is a scooby-doo movie <laughs> with kiss uh -huh. these dudes convinced warner brothers and hanna-barbera mm -hmm. to make a movie with them <laughs> Freaking genius, man. I, I mean, honestly, truly genius. Absolutely <laughs> like, genius. How awesome is that? <laughs> like, yeah, it's a terrible movie. And like, even as a Scooby-Doo person, I'm like, ah, that could have been different. <laughs> but, like, was, how genius is that? They're awesome. like, it, it would have been so much more fitting if it was like Pink Floyd or something because of really like just the anybody. <laughs> But it's like, anybody you know, but kiss. Yeah, but like, nobody has that kind of draw. Nobody. I don't even know that it's the draw. It's really more like the merchandising. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and I mean that's what the, I mean. The yeah. visual appeal of it. Like yes. nobody's as visually identifiable as kiss. As kiss, absolutely. Genius yeah, marketing. The face man. paint. I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. They they knew what they were doing through and through. So and, this uh, is truly. You know, to me, in the spirit of 2023. Okay. Because in 2023, we had... <clears throat> um, I don't want to alienate any viewers. We had Elon <laughs> Musk 
had SpaceX and uh-huh. he wants to go to Mars and yep. whatever that is. So oh, the question boy. is, uh-huh. in 2023, yeah. which artist made history by becoming the first artist to perform a song in space? Uh, I didn't know this. Apparently wait, this is what? a thing. I googled trivia questions for 2023 and this came up. What? Apparently some rich person went to space, probably in a Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk rocket, uh-huh. and played a song. <laughs> when you say artist, is this somebody who's oh, like... Oh, it's big time. Like really? Like world renowned for the, probably the last 40 something years. Whoa. Okay. Can you give me a hint? Um, yeah. Um, he's a blue jean baby. Um, what? <laughs> he apparently wanted to hold Tony Danza closer. I'm trying to give you like, not I know, I know hints. you are. Yeah. But <laughs> It's um, me, and I'm an idiot. So. He was. Uh, he performed Pinball Wizard in the movie Tommy. He is like the 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 movie with uh, uh, the Who, like Pinball Wizard. Oh no! Yeah, well, yeah, I'll be more I know obvious. that song. Okay. Um, his best friend's name was Bernie, who also wrote his lyrics. Wait. Um, ooh. Okay, let me think. Oh, 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 oh. Um, Elton John? Rocket Man, I think it's gonna be a long, long time. No way. Apparently, I mean. I mean, am I surprised? No, but like. I'm sure it was because of Rocket Man. Right. What did, is that what he recorded? Is that what he played? I'm sure. I'm sure. It doesn't say, but like, I'm sure. I'm sure Elon Musk was like, I'll give you a billion dollars. He's Dr. Evil. If you go to space and record (laughs) Rocket Man for my commercial, I will give you a billion dollars. Wait, so has this come out yet? Is this video or recording or whatever available now? I don't know. That's a good question. We will have to check it out and give our full review in the next episode. Because here's the thing, right? Sure. Did he really go to space or did he just go to like the upper stratosphere? That's a good question. Because like, is that really space? Like, did he break, I mean, he obviously didn't break Earth's gravitational orbit, but like, did he get out of atmosphere? Like, was he out of Atmo? Because that's, that's, mm, I feel like until you're out of Atmo, you're not in space, buddy. That's my personal opinion. That That doesn't, that does not represent fact. And for all you astrophysicists (laughs) listening, I don't want any letters. (laughs) That is a very good question. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, as far as I know, he may have performed it in front of a green screen in Elon's <laughs> basement. Yeah, right. They faked the moon landing. <laughs> They're like, I'm on the moon. I think it's going to be a long, long time. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, I mean, I he no probably idea. did it. He probably did at least go up in a rocket. I mean, I mean, I think if, I mean, with Elon Musk money, there's no telling what he paid him. Yeah, for sure. I may literally, I would probably also do the same. I mean, even though if I, I was in that position, I probably like financially, yeah, I might do it too. Yeah. 
Just I mean, to, I mean, just like just to, to say, say you did it, right? Yeah, you're the first to ever perform a song in space. Yeah, you're the Neil Armstrong of <laughs> the music industry. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> All right, that wraps up. Do 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 do. Trivia hour. <laughs> I'm going to add sound effects to all this so it sounds yeah. cool. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> so now we move to our second part of our 2024 New Year special. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, let's just reflect on 2023 for ourselves. Mm. Um, I know for myself, this was not the easiest year. Um, this was not the year that I reached all the goals that I intended in January mm. of this year, but I feel like I've come out on the other side, a strong person and mm-hmm. ready to take on the next year, which is really all you can ask for truth. But, um, let's dive into it because I think a lot of people could learn or just enjoy, um, our pain and suffering <laughs> because there's a mix of both. Right. So uh, let's just do one at a time each. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. All right, Dustin, you first. Me first. I'm always first. first. All right. (laughs) I have the hiccup, so I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) Like a little frog. Fair. (laughs) Totally fair. Um, Yeah. So personal experiences. So um, the first one that I think is the biggest is actually the most, probably most recent one. Um, and that is, uh, accepting my new position as a music director, um, for, um, uh, Atlanta's school of rock. Um, for those and, that don't know, what is school of rock? Um, so it is a, um, performance based music school, um, that has like 300 plus locations all around the world. Um, and it is uh, when I say performance based, it's because kind of the idea of the teaching method is, um, to focus on learning through, uh, like learning your instrument through learning songs. So they call it the song first approach, um, which, you know, in, in fairness, uh, and not in a negative way here, um, is not, uh, like a completely new idea. Cause I think most of us, as musicians probably like started learning because we wanted to play the songs we liked hearing. Um, you know, I mean, some people start because they want to write songs. Uh, a lot of people start that way, but, um, but school of rock is the first, um, as far as I know, like at least on a massive scale, uh, music school to, um, come from, from that specific approach of learning through, uh, learning other music and then performing that, you know, is kind of the next level that they, uh, they add there, which is you join a band and you actually perform, you know, together and put on a show. Um, and it's, it's been great. I mean, I've been with them for a long time now, um, like about seven years, um, as an instructor. Uh, and so, yeah, this year, um, in the last, uh, several months, um, kind of like the end of August, beginning of September, I got pinged, um, for this, uh, position opening up as the music director. Um, and I was like, okay, you know, at first I didn't know if I really wanted to apply for it, but I decided to at least give it a try and just see what it was like. Um, and t- 
to my surprise, I actually got the job. So um, now that is what I'm doing. Um, and it's basically kind of like an admin role that is more focused on um, overseeing the, the overall music education of the particular school that you are at. Um, and it comes with a lot of responsibility um, and a lot more hours. <laughs> so I went from being a part-time teacher to a full-time music director in addition to still gigging um, and doing sessions and, you know, that kind of thing. So basically I'm working two full-time jobs now. <laughs> I feel that. Which, <laughs> yeah, um, it's not a... a a crazy thing for musicians, but, um, you know, it's, it's been interesting because, um, I think part of my hesitation at first was that I had this concern that I was like giving in or, um, you know, like giving up on the dream, so to speak. Um, and, you know, walking away from being a, a gigging musician and into this world of like, you know, a day job really. Um, and I think once I took the job, um, I started to feel less like that. And honestly, I don't feel that now. Like, I don't feel like I've given up on the dream because I'm still actively gigging and taking sessions and, um, you know, creating and working with all the same bands that I've been working with, um, it does mean that I have like a lot less time, um, to, uh, to do a lot of other things. Um, and you know, it is, like I said, a full-time position. So I'm there four to five days a week, um, for like eight hours at a time. Um, and you know, it's, it's a lot to do sometimes. It can be a pretty, it can be stressful at times. It can be a very, um, busy, you know, position to be in, um, and then, you know, on top of that, I'm also like the go-to for, um, any issues that might arise as far as anything to do with the music, um, or equipment or anything like that, um, for the school. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's a lot more to do, but, um, one of the motivating factors was of course, like, you know, a, an increase in, in income, um, and medical benefits and stuff, which is huge. Um, cause musicians don't usually have that unless you're going through like the, um, ACA, you know, uh, marketplace healthcare, which I did for years. Um, and, uh, so it's just nice to have a little more consistency there where I'm not as stressed, uh, about money because as much as I was gigging and teaching, you know, money was still tight and it's not like it's gotten, untight, but maybe slightly less, uh, worrisome on the day to day. Um, and that's good. Um, I also like the experience I'm getting. Like, I feel like I'm already learning to be even more organized and more efficient than I was, um, before taking the job. Mm -hmm. Um, I've met a lot of new, really cool people, you know, new instructors, um, and just other people across the country that, that work for, uh, for the school of rock as well. And, um, so it's kind of like opening up the network. Um, it's a good resume builder too, is of just being kind of in this kind of position of um, responsibility. Because I'm, I'm basically I'm not the manager of the school, but I am in a management position, which is not something I've ever done before. Um, mm -hmm. So that you know it was daunting, and it still kind of is, <laughs> to be honest. Um, but overall, I don't regret 
um, taking it by any means. Like I'm, I'm, I am actually like happy with it and enjoying it. Um, it's not perfect. Nothing ever is though. Um, will I be here forever? No, I don't think so. Um, I don't think that was ever the plan, you know, uh, I don't know for sure what will happen in the, in the future, but, um, I intend to stick around for a while and, and see where it goes and, um, you know, build more of a network that in, in that area, um, of my life. Um, and again, just kind of gain the experience, um, of doing this job. And then, um, you know, we'll see where things go. Cause I, ideally, you know, I mean, I still want to do touring and I still want to be, um, really pursuing my main passion of performance and, uh, recording and writing, um, which I fully intend to do and stick to. And, um, you know, hopefully this next year brings in more of that, but, um, you know, I'm also trying to build a little bit of financial stability, um, to save more, um, so that I can have that to kind of lean on if, uh, if I move on, you know, into, uh, other ventures. So anyway, I know that's a bit long winded, but no, <laughs> that was great. that's like probably the biggest, like most recent and like somewhat life changing thing that's happened this year. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was awesome. Your turn. Um, for <laughs> me. Yeah. Um, one thing that happened and it was actually really recently, I've kind of had, um, kind of a healing of, I don't want to say a healing of wounds because that's like super dramatic, but kind of a trying to rebuild a relationship Mm -hmm. that had gone south in the music business side of it. Mm. Um, Basically, I had worked with some people that um, really didn't deliver on what they had promised, Mm -hmm. Um, even though, you know, it was like a contractual obligation And, um, you know, I had held a resentment against that for a while, Mm -hmm. um, just because I felt like I upheld my side of the contract right? and did everything I was supposed to do. And ultimately the, the, um, event or the, the project, however you want to look at it kind of flopped. And I feel like it wasn't necessarily because of me, like I felt like I kind of did everything that I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this year I really tried to kind of put, um, kind of the past aside and I'm proceeding with caution more than I did before, which I think sure. is really important in this industry. Um, just because there are so many snaky kind of people. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. but, um, you know, just trying to not completely shut off an option um, of future work just because I'm holding resentment. Um, and, I've, you know, I've had a discussion with those people. And like I said, I'm, I'm going to proceed with caution. But um, I think it's really important in this industry because really the music industry is kind of a small industry. It's yeah. massive in some ways, but it's small as far as the contact pool. Definitely. And so I didn't want to destroy a relationship, but I also didn't want to get taken advantage of a whole lot more. Yeah. Um, which I felt like I was. Um, kind of objectively. 
um, cause I was doing, you know, multiple projects for these people and really spending a lot of my time, um, uh, kind of working with them and kind of felt like I got fucked over. So, yeah. um, you know, it's been hard, but I think for me it was a big, you know, moment of growth and, um, so yeah, that was a big step for me this year. Um, just because it kind of was one of the worst things to happen in the last few years. And I've tried to, like I said, not like completely forget about it, but, you know, tried to kind of rebuild as much as I can. Yeah, that's hard to do. Like, what do you feel like? Because, um, you know, it, it, it'd be it's really easy to just say like, oh, fuck it and walk away and, and never, you know, try to keep that door open or. Um, yeah. you know, like, what is it, do you feel like that motivated you to do that or what helped you, um, you know, stay, I guess a little more neutral? I mean, for me, I think honestly, the music industry, like I was saying is kind of small. Um, it just seems like everybody knows everybody, especially within the same city, but even bigger than that, Mm -hmm. like we all kind of know the same people. And so I didn't want to alienate myself from the whole industry just because I had a problem with a handful of people. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to be the bigger person and be like, well, I can forgive that. I'm not going to forget it. That's something I've definitely learned in life in general. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to forget it. I'm still going to be weary of it, but I'm going to forgive it and proceed with caution. Yeah. You know? Um, Mm -hmm. and just, I'm not going to ruin any chance I have at meeting their contacts because I'm just like, you know, F you dude, (laughs) you know, whatever else. But, uh, I'm definitely not going to put as much heart into it as I did before. Yeah. Which I think is just part of growing up, you know, which sucks. It's kind of, you know, you kind (laughs) of just get beaten down. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, and I I think too, like I don't want that to make me less excited about future things. Yeah. I really am trying not to let that happen because future things are the only chance you have. Yeah. So, um saying like, well this didn't work, so that's not going to work. That's not going to do you any good. Yeah. Um, you know, but I am going to look at it as um you know, I'm I'm not going to put like everything on the line for other people. I'm still going to think about myself. And that kind of could lean into my next point as well. Um, okay. But before we get there, I want to hear your next point. <laughs> okay. Go D. Willie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know, just to, to tag on, on what you said, um, I think... Uh, it's wise to, I think you, you made a wise decision as far as like, you know, trying to keep things, uh, copacetic. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it's hard to do, you know, cause I mean, there are times where it's just not worth doing that. But I think a lot of the time, you know, with the music industry is kind of like a, like you said, it's small in a lot of ways. Um, it's like a, a village, you know, if you think, mm-hmm. you know, how our ancient ancestors, like, got us to, to us, (laughs) how we got here, you know, um, obviously survival and, and, 
um, and fighting hard to, you know, but, um, I think, you know, it's, it's that small village mentality of like, you know, Hey, we don't all have to like be best friends, but, um, you know, if we're going to do this thing, if we're going to succeed and grow, then we kind of have to put aside some of our differences. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and like I'm you not... said, Oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, just, you know, to like proceed with more caution, I would say, you know, like take more calculated risks and, you know, be more upfront mm-hmm. about how you're feeling or what you're looking for out of something. If you're, I think honesty is, you know, it's, it really is so important and it's hard to do it sometimes. It really is, you know, for some people especially, but, um, but what I mean by that too is just, you know, like again, expressing your, um, concerns and expressing your, um, needs is really huge. Um, and that goes for any kind of relationship, you know, whether it's a personal relationship or a business relationship or whatever, um, you know, that's something that I'm still working on myself in that, and is communicating those, um, those needs and, uh, communicating when I feel like there's a problem. Right. You know? And um, what, it, were, what were you going to say? Yeah. Earlier? I was going to say for me, it's been hard to kind of separate. Um, and I think it's because music is such an, like a personal industry. It's been hard mm-hmm. to separate like personal friends from business associates. Yeah. Um, like, you know, and I think like for me, it's been really hard. Like if I work for you on a song and you've torn apart my creativity and my lyrics, which are like very personal to me, usually mm-hmm. it's hard for me to not like come to your house and have pool parties and cookouts and <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like it's this, I love, it's hard for you to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love that part of it. You know, so it honestly, it's hard for me to not do that. It's hard. Oh, for, oh. You know, it's hard for me to be like, oh yeah, we just work together on this record, and now I we're see. now we're gonna be, you know, platonic business associates. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, such yeah. a personal thing for me, and I, I really like get close to the people that I work with, probably to mm-hmm. a fault. Um, kind of in retrospect. Um, I probably look to the people that I work with too personally, Hmm. um, because then I get like super emotionally invested in it, um, which is usually not great, (laughs) you know, because, uh, (laughs) they also are not personally invested in it. It leads to a lot of problems. Um, yeah. But that's kind of a character flaw for myself with working with other people is like, if I work with you and like, we're doing stuff on a regular basis, you're like, you're my new friend. Like you're my new person that I'm doing stuff with. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's hard for me to just be like, okay, this is over. Handshake. Thank you, kind sir. I'll send the contract (laughs) over. You know what I mean? Like, it's really hard for me, which, um, like I said, I I know that that's not good um, because at the end of the day, a lot of this is business. Mm -hmm. But that's probably going to be hard for me for the rest of my life. Like, it's just kind of who I am as a person. Yeah. Like, people that I work with, I just kind of want to get super close to them. 
Um, and you know, okay, let's get like super off topic for a second. Okay. (laughs) Like, am I wrong? Anytime I meet a new person, I'm like 21 questions. Yeah. I think a lot of the time for sure. I mean, what's your favorite color? What was your favorite cartoon growing up? Um, What's your, what's your mom's name? Is your brother in ROTC in high school? <laughs> like, it's, it's just, it's like. That's pretty um, true. That's pretty true. Is that wrong? <laughs> is it, you mean like, is it. No, like, like am I wrong? <laughs> uh, are For, you, no, you're, you're, you're no, not wrong. Yeah. Like, I do that, right? <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Correct. Totally. Yes. <laughs> yes so I that's what I'm saying. Like, that's hard <laughs> for me. I can't even make that cut off. Yeah. I'm like, tell me everything about you. Like, yeah. what's your dog's name? Did you ever have a cat? Um, tell me about what's the saddest your... thing that happened to you as a child. Right. <laughs> what is your deepest fear? Yeah. Um, but like, that's just who I am as a person. Like, I really yeah. do care about those things. And I think that that's my personality. And so that kind of feeds into the, it's really hard when people are like, oh, I'm going to like, or, you know, they kind of screw you over in the sense I was talking about earlier, or even Mm -hmm. like things that aren't screwing you over when it's just like, I'm going to, you know, go do this over here or, you know what I mean? Like it's hard for me because I'm like, Oh, I thought we were bestest friends, (laughs) you know? Right. Yeah. 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 The little puppy dog, you know, that's like, Oh, are they ever coming home from the grocery (laughs) store? (laughs) You know, that's, that's me for sure. So, um, I, yeah, I agree. That is (laughs) anyway. Yeah, that's me. So, uh, I'm working on that. I'm trying not to get as emotionally invested into people as I always have been, but honestly, that's probably how I'm going to be forever. But that is something that I've struggled with this year. So just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah. 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 I mean, no, I, I get that. Um, I think, I think I have felt that way before. I think, um, Cause like I, I get really attached to projects too. And, um, you know, and the people that I work with and, and play with and, uh, create with, cause you know, creation, um, is so personal and so, um, you know, interconnected, I guess, uh, for lack of a better, um, uh, turn of phrase here. But, um, yeah, I think for me, maybe it's been a little bit different because I, I have been doing, um, like freelance work for such a long time right. that I, I definitely have developed a, a little bit of a, um, a detachment to things. Um, I've developed an ability to detach. I don't know. I don't, I mean, it, it's, it's got its ups and downs, right? Like I think the fact that you do get attached is also what can make you a really great, what does make you and can cont- continue to make you a really great songwriter and artist because you are in touch yeah. with your, Maybe so. connections with people, you know, and, um, and so, you know, how to relate to people on a, on a deeper level, like you're not afraid to get, um, to the nitty gritty of it, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, no, I'm kind of the opposite, you know, in those like comedy, romantic comedy movies where it's like, they were afraid to commit. Mm-hmm. I'm like day one, I'm like, we're in a relationship now. <laughs> <laughs> not that bad but you know what I mean like I know what you mean I'm automatically like you know like I said I just want to know more about you and get to know you as a person and if I like who that person is I'm pretty much willing to kind of put everything on the line yeah to make sure that that person is taken care of and happy 
Yeah. And so, you know, that's just kind of who I am as a person. Yeah. Which again, you know, I mean, it can have its upside. Right. And I think it's just how you learn how to protect yourself. Right. Um, because, because that's who you are. Like for me, I, my learning, um, curve, I guess is, is learning to open up and to be more connected to people and to, to stay more connected and, and reach out and check in on people and things like that. Whereas for you, I, I think it's the other way around, like learning to, um, to protect yourself a little bit. Right. I mean, it doesn't mean you have to put up this big wall and, you know, completely disconnect, but, um, but at the same time, like you said, you know, it's probably like a core personality trait for, for you and, and my, as mine is for me. Right. Um, and we just have to continue to learn, uh, and grow and, and, um, we'll learn how, how to, uh, live life and adjust to it and, um, you know, make compromises on it where we can, um, but stick to that trait at the same time when we feel like it really matters. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I think um, it's important. Isn't it so funny though, that like we've kind of built this podcast given those personality traits <laughs> and the band. Yeah. Cause you're like, ah, I'm going to take it day by day. And I'm like, I'm buddy the elf. What's your favorite color? Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, for sure, it's for sure. Well, I mean, that's maybe that. Maybe that's why you know <laughs> it's because we we can find because we're both getting the th- something out of it, you know, right. um, that is working for us. And uh, yeah, I mean, um, sometimes you need that balance. Yep. To to make something work. So, cheers to you. Um, working on it. <laughs> yeah, as we always will be. Work, work, work. Um, <laughs> Uh, so to, um, to get back on the train here, um, I guess my, my next one, if I were going to go with, uh, you know, another personal experience here for me this year, um, I would say it's, um, you know, it it kind of interesting because we just did an episode about, um, knowing when to say no to a gig. Um, and then like the same week that we had that episode, I got an offer um, for a big tour. Um, and, uh, yeah, I had to really think about that one. (laughs) Um, I, you know, just to, to get rid of the suspense here, I ultimately decided not to go on the tour. Um, but it was definitely tempting. Um, you know, I mean, it's been a long time since I've really been out on the road for an extended period of time. Um, the tour would have taken me overseas to Europe and into Canada. Um, and, you know, that would have been really, really exciting. Um, and I'm sure I I would have had a a wonderful time, um, and learned a lot and grown and, you know, um, but there was a lot of factors for me, um, why I had to turn it down, um, or why I felt like I had to turn it down. Um, and I won't go into all of them. Some of them are a little more personal than others. Um, but I think that the two biggest ones, um, were, uh, that I, I'm already committed to a lot of things in general. Um, but I already have like gigs and, um, studio sessions and stuff like booked well into the new year. Um, and I, I'm just at a point in my life, I think where those speaking of, you know, making personal relationships through business and, and, and trying to separate those, um, the relationships that I've built 
over the years in the bands that I play in and the artists that I work with and work for um, have turned into much more personal, close relationships. And um, the past couple of years, like 2021, um, 2022, I mean, even 2020, um, on, a, on more of a worldwide scale, uh, I've dealt with a lot of death and loss. Um, not necessarily in, in a direct way, um, but kind of vicariously through other people that are very close to me. Right. Um, and I think that those experiences, um, have kind of made me reevaluate a little bit about like what really matters to me in my life. And, um, you know, I think I've come to terms or, or come to the realization rather that, um, for me right now, it's the relationships that I have and that I've built. Um, because those are the only things that I feel like, uh, you know, are really, um, irreplaceable or, you know, they're, they're, um, the only things that really matter, you know, when you leave this earth, like, are you going to regret, you know, not taking the big tour? Yeah, maybe. But I think for me personally, I would regret, um, the potential loss of numerous friendships and, um, you know, projects that, that I have put my own personal love and energy into that, that do matter to me right. um, a great deal be, because of the commitment and the energy and time that I've put into them. Um, you know, and so I know I wouldn't, I would be a terrible, I am a terrible businessman in that way. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to be like a wall street stockbroker or like, you know, like that's, I'm maybe in that way I am too connected. Um, so that's why I feel like I can kind of relate to your, your previous, you know, point on being really personally invested in, into the people and projects. Um, so I think that was a big one. Um, and, and I think I've mentioned this before, but like I, I have made the other decision in the past where I've said, oh, okay, I'm going to take the tour. I'm going to take this opportunity and I might have to back out of some things I've committed to. Um, and it did kind of fuck up some friendships for a little bit and, you know, or it did kind of, um, it made me feel bad. <laughs> like it really made me feel bad. And thankfully, you know, for the most part, I was able to kind of recover from those situations. Um, but it, it's not something I want to, um, do <laughs> again, you know? And, uh, so yeah, that was a big one, a big reason why. Um, and then the other reason is, uh, definitely, well, again, there is a lot of reasons, but I think one of the bigger reasons is this new job, um, that I just started and yeah, it's, it's from the financial side for sure. Um, and you know, having the benefits, but also honestly, it's kind of like, like morally, um, I think I would feel really bad about like, you know, taking this, this job, um, and building up the, I guess, hopes for, um, the people that I immediately work with like my, my immediate colleagues and my general manager and, you know, people that work, uh, that I work alongside with, um, who are dependent on me right now. And especially right now, because the, the school really was going through a lot of changes and had a lot of stuff to, um, to fix. And, uh, you know, they needed somebody, a music director to be able to take on some of that role. Um, 
that the other two people were like getting swamped by because they had a lot of other things that weren't in the music director role that they had to work on. And now they were also having to take on that job. Um, and you know, they, they're good people. Like they, they've shown to be very good people and very, um, caring, uh, and hardworking. And, and I just, I think there was a big part of me that just morally felt wrong about, you know, taking this job and then all of a sudden being like, actually, uh, I'm going to go, <laughs> you know, um, cause they've invested a lot of time and, and energy, uh, into me as well. So I think those are the biggest factors, um, among, like I said, some others, uh, that are a little more personal that I, I'll just leave out for now. But, um, yeah, it was hard. It was a hard decision. Um, it's, it's still kind of hard, you know, there's definitely a part of me that's like, damn, but I kind of like would love to be out there, but, um, you know, it's, it's not the right time. And maybe in the future, if that offer comes along again, um, it'll be a little different and I might feel differently. Um, it was also very last minute because the tour starts at the beginning of February and, you know, I got this offer like two weeks ago. So, uh, it's like, wow, I have like two months to basically tell everybody that they have to find a new bass player and tell my job that they need to find a new, you know, music director and all this stuff. And I was like, I just, I, I can't do that to them. Uh, and I can't do that to myself really. I think it would have been a lot of stress. Um, yeah. So yeah. Anyway, <laughs> again, sorry for the long-winded answers no, here, but good. you know. Yeah. Um. Well, I guess my last point. It, I guess these are like hard reflections for the year, because <clears throat> the year overall mm-hmm. hasn't been like I was saying earlier as productive and wonderful as I had hoped it would be. Um. Kind of at the end of the year, I was on the flip side of that. <laughs> um. Mm-hmm. For the first time in a few years. And that was really hard. Um, you know, um, kind of for the all the reasons I just said. <laughs> yeah. Um, in the last point. But, um, you know, I think for me, the more that... So the more that you've... F- for myself, the more that I've experienced this situation of like losing people, whether temporarily or permanently, mm-hmm. it gets easier in a way, you know, cause you know, yeah. like it is doable. Um, like I remember the first time in my life that I ever lost a band member that I was really close with. It honestly felt like the loss of like a relationship or like a brother. Mm-hmm. Like it was like devastating, you know, it felt like your lover that you've dated for years all of a sudden was like, actually, I'm going to break up with you. It kind of felt like that in a way. And it didn't feel like that this time. Um, but it still sucked and it, you know, I was super happy, um, for him. Um, but. At the same time, I was just like, well, damn, (laughs) like, what am I going to do? You know? Mm -hmm. Um, so it was kind of like a complicated grief (laughs) kind of thing. Um, but I think that a lot of people probably experience that. Um, you know, whether, however hard they feel it probably depends on the people in the group and the, you know, a very complicated situation. Always. But for me, you know, it, it, it was definitely a loss. Mm-hmm. Um, but, 
Um, I hope that in some way, I think I handled it super well. So I hope that this could be like an inspiration to people that experience the same thing that are also like kind of emotionally driven. Mm -hmm. Um, I tried to look at it from that person's perspective and, um, I didn't let how I was feeling in the moment, like overtake the conversation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't like, well, what about me? (laughs) (laughs) I like avoided that completely. And, um, I tried not to make it their problem. Yeah. Um, I just kind of took it on myself. Um, which was really hard, but I mean, it, it happens. It happens all the time and it probably happens in situations that are even way harder than my own, (laughs) you know, in situations where it's really, really important. Um, and honestly, I've probably made a lot of business decisions, um, that weren't too smart. Um, considering that, you know, people are people. Um, Mm -hmm. and while I regret them. (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing I can do about it now. So I just have to kind of figure out, um, you know, the steps to take to try to move past that. Yeah. Um, How to avoid it in the future. Yeah. And also, you know, kind of what we're going to talk about in the next thing with the goals for next year is like kind of just realizing like nobody is really more committed to it than you are yourself. Mm-hmm. And so, so true. like, and I'm bad about that. Like I'm bad about saying like, you know, it's not I, it's team, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and kind of putting all of the emphasis on teamwork when not that teamwork's not important, but at the end of the day, you do have to realize like nobody cares more about you than you or right. they shouldn't. Yeah. Um, which I've been really bad about. So, um, I need to get a lot better about that. And I think that that will help me kind of in every way, you know, it will help me kind of move on from things that have, that have hurt me and things that, um, you know, are honestly out of my control. Yeah. (laughs) You know, just realizing like, you know, nobody's really looking out for you more than you. So you should probably start looking out for you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. And that's been a hard truth that I've learned this year, not just with that scenario, but, um, kind of with multiple things, you know, um, I've had a lot of people tell me over the years, like, you know, why don't you do, you know, more stuff that's like solo or blah, blah, blah. And for me, um, I think I would rather do stuff that's group related and that involves things that are more than myself. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm starting to realize like, as far as the decision making process, you kind of have to still look out for yourself. Yeah. Um, because most every decision I've made in the past, wow, however many years has been, I've really looked at myself last, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, so I'm going to try to stop doing that going forward. Yeah. Um, at least, you know, in a greater picture way, I'm not just talking like financially or whatever. Sure. Um, 
you know, money comes and goes, but I'm just talking like big picture stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I just realized like everything's fragile. So, you know, at the, at the end of the day, you kind of have to look out for yourself. Yeah. So that's a big kind of takeaway from this year for myself. And, and I think to tag on that, um, you know, like looking out for yourself, um, can mean like putting the mask on to get the oxygen before you put it on your, you know, spouse or your kid in the plane that's going down. You know what I mean? Like not to get dark, but like, no, I I see what you're saying. Yeah. It's like, you got to survive. You, you got to get in the lifeboat in order to help other people get on kind of thing, you know? And I mean, I think Um, that that's true. Like just to give a perspective, like let's just do financial for a second because that's mm -hmm. numbers and everybody can understand it. You know, say that you're a business owner and mm-hmm. you make a thousand dollars at a gig and there's four people in the group. And instead of doing two hundred and fifty dollars each, you give all of them, I don't know, three hundred and thirty three dollars or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, well, then the next gig, you make no money because you didn't give yourself money. You now can't pay them anything. Mm-hmm. So now not only do you not have money, they don't have money and they're not as invested as you are. Right. So now nobody has money yeah. and you're in a bad situation, you know? And I'm not saying yeah. that is a way of like, you should fuck over the people you're working with. I don't mean that no, at no. all. I'm just saying like, you know, even from like an objective standpoint, let's get past the emotional part. Right. You know, if you don't ever give anything to yourself, you can't keep helping the people around you. Yeah. You're just going to run dry and then you have nothing to give. So then nobody has anything, you know. Right. That's kind of what I, my analogy there. <laughs> no, it's good. I mean, yeah. I mean, any, any business essentially operates that way, right? Like, right. you know, if you get hired to work for somebody, like you're not getting the same amount of pay as the business is making on a daily basis. Cause then the business would make no money. Right. <laughs> so, you know, which means the business doesn't survive and nobody wins cause now everybody's out of a job. Right. So yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a good analogy. And, and, um, and I think, you know, something that's very applicable. Yeah. Um, no, I think, you know, it's something a lot of people struggle with. And I just know that from talking to people. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Yeah. So do you want to move to 2024? I do. And our perspective. I think we're all ready to do that. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so actually, both of us were more in, or both of us had the same goal, at least is number one, which was mm-hmm. content creation. Yep. Woo-hoo. Yep, for sure. <laughs> I'm going to do the party <laughs> horn there. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, this is obviously just an important part of the modern music industry, and it's something mm-hmm. that I've struggled Honestly, to find the time and motivation to do uh, on the level that it needs to be done. Um, And so, yeah, that is something I definitely want to do in 2024. And anybody that's trying to be an independent musician or even a business in the music industry, I highly suggest that you focus on that this year. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, it's just kind of the way things are right now. And, you know, I think finding a balance between... You know, I think you have to be authentic with it. And I think that's, that's the part I know for me that I've struggled with is like, I don't want to post anything that I'm not excited about. 
Right. You know, or not really like doing because I just want to do it. Like something that I would do on my own anyway, you know? Yeah. And I think for me, I need to stop being afraid of the perspective or the perception of other people with content creation. Mm -hmm. Cause the videos that I've felt were the funniest and like the most exciting people Mm -hmm. had bad receptions too. (laughs) Like I remember it was probably a year plus ago now, probably a little bit more. I did this like super goofy, like Patreon video Mm -hmm. where like it had like my you know, stuffed animals in it as the audience and like mm-hmm. I had like cloud talk bubbles coming from them. I thought it was hilarious, but like terrible reception. <laughs> and I was just like, you know, I thought it was funny and I had so much fun doing it. Yeah. I was like, I just, you kind of have to just not give a fuck. Yeah, um, it's true. And so I, I hope I can get let that kind of stuff go and make mm-hmm. more content like that this year. <laughs> Cause it really was fun for me. <laughs> That's do. what it really has. It has to be, you know, it really has to be. I think it's gotta be fun. Yeah. It was just so I- silly. And you know, I want to do more stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think you should. Yeah. I, 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 even though I have it as my goal, I think that's, I'm still trying to figure out exactly what I want it to be, you know, cause I've done so many different types of things of like just playing, you know, baselines that I really enjoy, like little cover clips or, you know, quick, like 60 second loops that I put together and jam on. And then I've done like lesson tips and stuff like that. And I honestly love all of it though. I think a combination would be cool. <laughs> yeah. And maybe, maybe I just need to, I think I know what I really need to do, I think, which is schedule time. Yeah. Um, and I think like I was actually doing pretty okay with like consistently posting something like at least once a week mm-hmm. for a while. Um, same. but I've really dropped off in the fall. Yeah, and, same. um, I think a lot of it had to do with the new job, um, and adjusting to a totally different schedule. Well, not a totally different, but somewhat different schedule. Um, so, you know, I think a big goal for me in the content arena and just in general is to like, um, really regiment my day more. And I think that like for me, as much as I don't want to do that, it's something that I need, like for yeah. my personality, I think I need that. Well, as your biggest fan, I have loved all your content. Every time you post something, I'm like, whoop, whoop. Like I don't even Aww. play bass that much. And I'm like, all right, top bass lines in GTA. Let's go. <laughs> I'm all about that was it. Fun. That was fun. One. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> thanks. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll try to. Yeah, I thought it was then. cool. And hopefully, whenever I pers- <laughs> post my super nerdy content, you'll be like, "All right, that was weird." <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do like the things you post. Yeah, they're so stupid. They're always fun. It's just silly. Um, so we had another one in common. I love that we're sharing mm-hmm. so many. Is practice, and for me, yeah. I included musical proficiency. Because I really have not studied music theory since my freshman year of college, and okay. I'm running, I'm running uh, into some situations where I'm like, "Oh, I remember that, but I don't remember how to do it." Oh, okay. Uh, like what? Uh, so actually, I remember one of the ones really recently. We were doing mm-hmm. a writing session at your house, and I don't remember exactly. It was a jazz chord, um, and as soon as you said it, I was like. Yeah, I know how to finger that. I've done that before, but it wasn't instantaneous for me. Mm-hmm. And so I had a moment of like, oh, shit, 
like, uh, let me remember how to do this really quick. <laughs> and it was like embarrassing for me. I was like, uh, oh, shit. I don't know. Like it took me a minute and that, you know, I don't want to have that happen it, yeah. like in, in my career. So I definitely, I've been working on it. I actually have some workbooks in my laptop Ooh, bag that nice. are from Berkeley that are just general. Um, I'm actually pretty good at sight reading, especially rhythms. I can mm-hmm. pretty much read sight reading rhythms in time. Uh, wow. It, that's, unless that they're <laughs> crazy tempos. Yeah. Uh, but rhythms I'm very comfortable with. Um, notes I'm not as good at on guitar as I am on saxophone because I haven't practiced it as much. Mm-hmm. But I've found doing gigs with guitar, usually if there's a chord on top and I'm comping, as long mm-hmm. as I have the chord and the rhythm, I can go, you know, I can read the right. rhythm and play the chord and we're fine. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like I've played it a million times. <laughs> so <laughs> I have gotten by on mediocrity or mediocrity. There we go. For a while. A lot of people have. <laughs> yeah. But I don't want to be that way. Have. No, I mean, I, I admit that I'm never going to. You're also not mediocre. I don't think I'm going to be um, to the level. Oh, my gosh. Now I'm blanking on his name. This is so embarrassing. Who's the jazz guitar player with the crazy hair? With the crazy hair? Yeah, oh. Um, uh, oh, come on. He's such a big deal. He's been on Rick Beato. Crazy hair guy. Oh, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> Uh, let me see. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, jazz guitar players I like. I mean, yeah, Pat Metheny. Pat Metheny. Oh, I'm never yeah. gonna be. Yeah, I guess he does. Have I'm never hair. gonna be on that level. Like I just right. know I'm never gonna be like, oh, like I'll do this solo over these fucking insane chord changes at 250 BPM. But also, right. I don't know that that's really what I want to be. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, like you know, I'm not trying to get to that level. But I just want to be more profi- proficient than I am. I'm just stumbling all over myself. It's <laughs> <laughs> all good. <laughs> but yeah, I just want to be more proficient than I am. Uh, what yeah. about you? Um, yeah, I mean, I think overall, like, it's pretty much the same thing. Like, um, I think I'm noticing, because, um, like, my practice schedule has been thrown off, too, with the new job. And, and so, like, I have not been putting in the same hours that I used to. Um, and that's really bothering me a lot because, uh, uh, just number one, like I'm not getting that same amount of like expression through it that I was getting even three months ago. Um, so I just want to get back to that. Um, and again, I think that's going to be a scheduling thing, just like forcing myself to be on a schedule, um, of practice. And, uh, but yeah, I think, you know, as I get, like I still, I'm still like, I'm only, you know, at the beginning of my thirties. So I, I feel young still, but, um, you know, I am noticing certain things like, um, you know, certain, like, I guess, aches that I'll get in my hands, um, or fingers like that I didn't used to have that are like worrying enough to be like, okay. But can I ask I you a question? To- mm-hmm. Are you technically more proficient and doing way harder things than you were when you were 23? Oh, 100%. Well, then that's probably why. I don't know do that mean? it's necessarily age. I think it's the level of the stuff that you're doing. Well, it's almost, to a degree. You know what I mean, though? Like, it's almost like, yeah, you were running a mile when you were 23, but now you're trying to run a marathon every day. Like, of course you're going to hurt worse. 
Yeah. I, I mean, maybe there's some of that, but no, I, I really do think like, um, just based off of the stuff I've read and, and some conversations I've had with my, um, uh, primary care physician, um, <laughs> Like I, I might be like starting to kind of run into some like very early, um, arthritic issues. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, uh, I mean, to, to be frank and and transparent, like concerning and bring um, out the Voltaren, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, yeah, it's a little scary to be honest. Um, because my, my career is music and that's like, that's not changing, (laughs) you know? So like as someone that just really appreciates your talent. I think that if worse comes to worse, like I know you don't appreciate him, but like Keith Richards hands are literally like crumpled up and oh, I he's know. still going yeah. on stage every night. So like it is possible. You just may not be able to do to the level the that same you're doing things. now, but you will yeah. still be able to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I do. I think there's going to be certain limitations that I'll eventually run into. He also has like Keith Richards money uh, that I don't have to sure. be able to pay for doctors and medicines and surgeries that I don't have. Yeah. Um, the heroin. So, you know, I mean, that probably loosens yeah. him right up. Or at least <laughs> <Yeah>. he used to. <laughs> he used to, right. Yeah. So, you know, I have to work with what I have I know. versus what he has. I was so, just trying to bring a little positivity to the conversation. No, I appreciate it. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm trying, like I am already staying positive in general about it in that like, I feel like, because one of the things my doctor even was saying, like I told her about these concerns that I had and she's like, well, you know, maybe like you do need to, you know, keep that consistency up with playing because like, when you're not playing as much and not using those joints as much like that can actually sometimes make the arthritis, uh, early, you know, arthritis signs worse. Um, and I so, will say, you know, I mean, I've read diet will help with it too. Yeah. Yeah. Which is and probably the hardest one when you're a musician cause you eat it, late it's definitely and hard. Yeah. You eat carbs. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know. yeah, it's weird. Cause like my, my diet has cleaned up slightly over the past several months, but, um, there was definitely a while, like uh, speaking of, of goals for next year, and we'll kind of tag this into the next one that we both are sharing. Um, again, another goal that we have in common, I mean, um, which is physical and mental health. Yeah. Let's get into um, it. You know, so like this past year definitely has not been my most physically healthy year. <laughs> um, you know, I'm still within like an acceptable, uh, like I guess BMI range or whatever. And, and, you know, I'm feeling like generally okay, but you know, I've put on a few pounds, um, <laughs> nothing like <laughs> scary for me yet, but enough to be like, Oh, I need to be careful here. Um, you know, cause I just don't have the metabolism that I did even three years ago. Yeah. Um, and, and I do not get enough physical, uh, exercise for sure. Um, and I'm sure, you know, there are people out there listening that can relate um, and it's hard. It's a hard thing to do because it's, again, it's another thing you have to schedule in <laughs> and it's like, I already have zero time. Right. So like finding the time to do that is really tough. But, um, but yeah, I, I know for me, I want to be healthier, um, so that I can do things that I really want to do and, and so that I can continue to play and, and hopefully, you know, go on a tour and, um, m- multiple tours and, and keep doing the thing that I love doing in, in a bigger capacity. Um, I think, taking better care of myself is going to be a a big first step there. Um, but what about you? Um, on that that point, kind of the same. Mm -hmm. Um, basically I, I really want to, 
honestly get to like a weight and physical health standpoint where I'm happy with myself. Mm-hmm. It's been several years <laughs> since I was, mm-hmm. um, you know, so I definitely want to work on that because I know that that is a, also a huge part of my mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just not being where I want to be when I look in the mirror, that's, you know, huge. Yeah. Um, and then as far as mental health, um, I think I'm doing okay with that actually. Um, but I do want to keep kind of moving in the right direction, just trying to, um, I have a tendency to catastrophize (laughs) or Mm. whatever the word for that is. Um, works for me. Yeah. Um, so like the littlest thing, I'm like Charlie Brown. I'm like, this is it. (laughs) 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 You know, this is the end. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, I think a lot of that is just like the more I've experienced, like getting through hard things. I'm like, well, you got Mm -hmm. through that. You can get through this. Come on now. Um, but you know, I think just in general, taking better care of myself physically, um, will make my mental health better this year. So I really want to focus on that. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, as a musician, it may not seem like physical health is super important, but I think it is. Um, just as oh, a yeah. human being in general. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And, and it's, you know, it's one of those things that also just looks different for every single person, you know, cause like, you know, you can be super skinny and have bad cholesterol, um, and vice versa. Or I could you know? just hate so, myself. I've known tons of self-loathing skinny people. Uh, right. So, yeah, like, exactly. It doesn't necessarily matter for that, but for me, it definitely is, you know, kind of a, a thing I struggle with a lot. Yeah. Um, and I I think too, like it's because I compare myself not only to others, but how I used to look, you know, Mm -hmm. and I'm just like, sure. Yeah. I used to be 120 pounds. And so now I'm like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's that. And you know, but I'm, I I really want to work on that this year because I think that's going to be really important for me. Um, I think once maybe we can, Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say maybe we can try to help each other, like hold each other accountable. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, Because I think if I can get that under control, so many things are going to fix themselves. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like my self-confidence is going to get better. Um, My willingness to post content (laughs) is going to get better because honestly, like I've not posted a lot of content because I'm like, oh, I look terrible. You know, I'm like, I don't want anybody yeah. to see me look like this. So, like, mm. I just won't post that day. And I'm like, well, that's stupid. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. messing up my whole <laughs> algorithm. <laughs> but it's definitely been a thing. Um, yeah. So I think that's going to be huge for me this year. Um, and actually, our next point we kind of share, I really want to, and we're, I mean, we've already started it, release a new Hey Dreamer album this year. Yeah. And that's kind of all I want to say about that. We're working on it. We'll include more yeah. in future episodes. But you want to work on solo projects. Tell me about that. I want to be uh, a part yeah, of it. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> um, Can I yeah, be the I, I conductor? Mean, well, <laughs> the conductor. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean. I think. Um, I don't really know what that means for me exactly. I mean, I have like. I have not written a whole 
bunch of new stuff lately. Um, well, actually, lately I've had like little spurts of creativity of like some ideas that haven't really like been fully fleshed out yet. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I just I, I think um, you know I want to I want to do something um, that I feel like fully. I don't know, open on, I don't know how to explain it. Like, um, I guess cause I've spent the last so many years like, um, molding, uh, parts or ideas, um, to fit the needs of the artists that I play with and for, um, which I love doing, mm-hmm. you know, I really do. Like I, I love being a session musician and a freelance musician and, and being, you know, coming into a project to facilitate an idea that's already there. Um, you know, and sometimes I get to uh, many times, probably most of the times I get to really craft my own baseline or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then other times I'm, I'm just kind of playing something that's already been written, but putting my own flair to it. And I enjoy both. I really, really do. Cause I just, I love playing the bass and I love filling that role and being a team player and, um, you know, being dependable for that. But, yeah, I also do have like, you know, some ideas that I really want to flesh out into something. And I don't know what that looks like yet. Like I've got some ideas that are more almost, almost fusion, like not like high level fusion, um, but like, you know, multi-genre um, things and, you know, kind of proggy things. And then I have stuff that's a lot more simple and um you know, I don't really know how they all fit together musically yet. So I'm, I'm trying to figure that out, but I would like to, to eventually put something out. Um, I don't know if I would necessarily want to sing on it or anything like that. I haven't really figured that out yet, but, um, at the very least I want to like, you know, put out just some original content that I can say is just like me. And I don't necessarily mean that it's just me playing it all, but like that I kind of in the, um, I guess the, uh, I mean, band leader in a way, sort of, but not really. I don't know. Yeah, like, I mean, Victor Wooten, that kind of idea. Yeah, yeah. Right. And and not to that level of, first of all, I'll never be to that level of musical talent. He's just a... No, I mean, it's this what you were saying about Pat Metheny. Like, there's just certain things I know, like, I'm not going to be that... But I don't necessarily want to be, yeah, right? Just like right. you were saying, like, I don't want to be like Victor Wooten. somebody's like, like, is this in the key signature of, like, 18-6 and in the key of J? <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, like, you know. So yeah. whatever whatever it looks like, I don't know quite yet, but I definitely want to um, do something of, of that nature. Well, definitely um, let me I know. I want to be a part. In some way. For sure, yeah. Even you'll if know. it's just, you'll, you'll you know, know. Being like, eh, this song fucking sucks. This should not <laughs> Producing make the it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Let's not put this one on. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but, yeah. No, yeah, I, I, I think that would be, um, you know, a long-term goal eventually to, to yeah, try to have something. Awesome. I don't know if I would release something this year, but maybe at least um, get working on the project more in a more focused way. I love that. Um but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, so my last goal for this year, and I think I'm about to obtain it tonight, actually, (laughs) (laughs) um, or at least in the next few days. Um, one of the main struggles I've had in 2023 has been booking shows 
for mm. one reason or another. Um, I could speculate all day as to why, but it doesn't really matter. And so um, I really want to work with a booking agency this year mm. and just see where it goes. Um, you know, and like I said, we're ready to do that, I think. Um, yeah. And just see where it goes. Um, it is exciting for me just because that is the one thing I've struggled with the most. And I've mm -hmm. put so much time into it and it hasn't really been fruitful hardly at all. And so yeah. I've gotten very discouraged with it and been like, you know, why don't they like me? So <laughs> um, I'm excited to just let that go and to focus more on creativity this year, yeah. which is really what I've wanted to focus on the whole time. So, yeah. yeah. What about you? What is your last goal? Dustin Williams. D um, <laughs> D dog. Are you got any more? Willie D. <laughs> Willie D. Oh my gosh. Um, I, I didn't write this one down, but I think, um, I think a, a, a big goal is to just be more like, um, happy. It's not that I've been like depressed or sad or happy, angry, baby. but yeah, I mean, I think, I think just, um, being more balanced and, um, not content, but I guess more satisfied, Yeah, like finding satisfaction. Right. And that can mean like, like just finding the satisfaction in the things that I have, which, you know, I, I generally do, but sometimes, you know, we all get, um, a little antsy and, but also like cultivating that satisfaction, you know, like, okay, this is the thing I want. How do I achieve it? So, I mean, you know, that's, that's kind of a, a broad way to say like achieve your goals, but you know, sort of, No, but, I think, it, I, I think it's um, different. I know where you're going. Yeah. Yeah. So I think just kind of finding that, that's satisfaction to a degree. Um, and you know, coupling that with like balancing just like, uh, work life yeah. more, you know? Um, I think that that's, that's really it. And it's simple as that. I wish I could, um, well, expand upon that, but I think I've expanded upon a lot of other things already in the episode. So I think if our <laughs> listeners have to take one thing away, mm. damn it, be happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's that it's just it's easy yeah. just be happy on, right be happy. <laughs> you can just do it like yeah. robots be happy yeah. be happy <laughs> no i think that that's great um i really enjoyed this episode this has been our longest yeah by far yeah for sure um, but yeah. hey we only get a new year one time a year so yep <laughs> happy yep. new year and it may be our last i mean the world could end so <laughs> uh very true going back to our elton john was the first person in space if anyone yeah. if any of our listeners want to sponsor for dustin and i to go into space and be the first podcasters please hit us up or connect with us yeah. more on instagram and tiktok at SDD Podcast. Ooh, smooth. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Sex, Drugs, and Disappointment. If you enjoyed this episode, also leave us a review and also connect with us more on Instagram and TikTok at SDD Podcast. <laughs> each, each episode is also available in video format on YouTube at some point Eventually. 
in the future. <laughs> Maybe in space. We don't know yet you know what? for sure. That's one of my New Year's resolutions is for us to get these dang videos edited and yeah. posted. <laughs> Honestly, if someone would sponsor us to go to space, we could use that money to hire a video editor. We would use it go. more efficiently just yep. so you know your funds are going to a good place. And please don't forget in this wonderful new year, take it dusted. To have fun, don't do too much, and it's going to happen. So just let it happen, if it's consensual, but it's going to happen. Let all acquaintance <laughs> be forgot and ever <laughs> I love how we both <laughs> don't know the lyric, rest of the lyrics. Let all acquaintance <laughs> be forgot oh, for old lang Happy New Happy Year, New bitches. Year. <laughs> Sex, drugs. <laughs> <laughs>